Hi, and welcome to the Valent Podcast. In this episode, we speak to two guests, James Lacey and Holly Hickey, to get their advice on how installers can use marketing basics to boost their business. Hi everyone, I'm Simon Weissall, and today we're going to be talking about marketing. I'm pleased to be joined today by James Lacey from JLN. Hello. And Holly Hickey from Bright. Hi Simon. So, to kick us off, Holly, tell us, what is marketing? Yeah, so marketing, I think people get quite intimidated by the words. I think they've got their own perceptions of what it actually is. You know, it's, you've got to have loads of advertising, you've got to have loads of leaflets, things like that. But in general, it's essentially just knowing your customer, knowing what they want, giving it to them and then shouting about it so they know what you've done and other people know all the good work that you've done as well um, and you get more business from it it's really as simple as that and james i mean you've built a successful business over the years did you know much about marketing when you started uh no i think everything that we do now um we've learned by making mistakes um getting things right seeing what works and what doesn't um i think the marketing term is just making customers aware of the products and services that you offer mm-hmm. uh, and making sure they know that what you, that you can offer that solution to their problem. Yeah, and I think branding is really important because I think some people just think of marketing as, and rightly so, as like leaflet drops and logos, yeah. but, you know, branding is probably the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's the perception of your business, isn't it, by customers. I think, to put it into context, if people think about car brands, for example... You know, most people are drivers and they choose the brand of car that they drive based on their perception of what that brand is and also their association with that brand. The thing is, we interact with brands every day and they're part of our lives, so it evokes kind of an emotional response in people. So I think it's important to remember that. Um, So just going back to the car example, a lot of people like Volkswagen because it's known for its reliability. They've built that brand reputation through the way that they operate. So it's not only their products that are reliable, but also it's their marketing and the way that they speak to their customers. Uh, you know, conversely, you've got someone like Ferrari. It's very sort of like excited, you know, bit sexy Italian kind of thing. And again, that's the product, but also, you know, the colours that they're available in. Everything really kind of contributes to your brand. So James, you know, when you first started out, obviously you've got a successful business now, but you've been through this journey of designing logos and and, and seeing what works with marketing. How did you do it? Did you have a team of people helping you with this or did you just just get on with it yourself? Yeah, so it's just sort of happened really. We never really look back and see see how or or why it's done what it's done. I think a bit of it's trial and error. Uh, We started off with quite a simple logo uh, that was done by a local graphic designer. Um, we've updated it once and it, it, it changed quite a bit. The colours stayed the same. The name uh, I gave my company at the start was just some initials and, and whether that's right or wrong, if I had my time again, possibly wouldn't yeah. use that. I'd use something a bit more catchy. But it does go to prove that, that it's not all about the actual name itself. It's about the colours, the logo. People recognise us. They say we've, they've seen our vans around. They say that they've seen our logo around. Um, so I think a lot of it was trial and error with us. Um, I, I don't think I'd change much. I did. I'd, I'd do the same things again, just trying things, low-cost things, nothing massive, just low-cost thing, lots of it. I think the key to the success of it is is chipping away at it all the time. Everywhere you can get a logo, get a logo, whether yeah. it be on a text message, an email, the footers, the vans, the uniform, free key rings, pens, oh, anything. Course, yeah. just, just get your logo out there on I, everything you can see. But it's lovely when somebody comes to you and says, oh, I've seen your vans about or I've, you know, I've heard of you before. And yeah, like that. absolutely. Yeah, that, that's key for me. I mean, just re- replies to the customers, every customer 
gets a reply whether you can do it or you can't do it even on facebook when there's posts asking for for people to do things we're too busy we'll still reply on the, the post because our name's on there it's free it's free our logo's gone out there free even my profile picture on facebook is the company logo so every time i reply to a comment it's there it's almost it's almost some mind game subliminal messaging you know whether you've got if you can leave something in the house when you go and do a quote leave a folder with your logo on it's there on the table they're looking at it all Absolutely, the time yeah. you know it's just get get that logo out there and do it in the most cost effective way there's no need to pay big companies to do loads and loads of marketing yeah and i think you can also be more subtle with it as well like obviously getting your logo out there is great but just including your brand colors in a lot of things so yeah, just yeah. subtly working that in so whether that's the color of even the font that you use on your emails and then people come to associate that yeah 100 with yeah. your brand yeah, everything and, we've got is, is burgundy and gray even exactly. the office walls the chairs yeah. even the chairs in the office are, are burgundy exactly. and gray because that's our colors you know that's our brand yeah exactly i mean like cadbury's a good example of that like that's such an iconic purple color you didn't have to have that C, you know that that's Cadbury yeah. chocolate bar, for example. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, times are changing as well, aren't they? So people are no longer now just going to the newspaper to, to you know, to get somebody to do some plumbing here, and you've got things like the internet, um, review sites and things like that. How much has that really changed, changed your business? Um, I think the word of mouth thing will always be, be king, uh, but it's also almost... Like that's a starting point now. So, you, but whereas before you'd ask somebody if they knew somebody who did this, that, or the other, they'll now give you a name of a company that do do that. But it's now reinforced by the the review sites. So they'll they'll get that name and then they'll take it further. And they can look on they can look on your Facebook page. They can look at customer reviews. They can look at if you're a member of any um, sort of uh, customer care sites like Witch or Trusted Trader, and they can read them reviews on there as well. So I think that just backs up the word of mouth. So it would just start with word of mouth, but then it's backed up. They've got somewhere else to go uh, and if it's a good review then it's just going to reinforce your your company or your brand again yeah and i suppose you know review sites are great but sometimes people have reviews that are slightly negative as well i, got- I think that's important um i raised that point at um, one of the valent workshops that a negative review isn't necessarily a bad thing if you've got i certainly do if you look on a site and it's got 100 percent good reviews well that's not real yeah. you know it's just not real mm-hmm. you're never going to please every single person all the time we strive to and mm-hmm. you know we aim to but let's be realistic that you know there'll be people out there that don't like some of the major brands and they spend millions on advertising and yeah. marketing and brand building you're not going to please all the people it's how you handle and how you respond to that negative comment so if you can respond to it uh, and try and come up with an agreed way of, of getting working around it which we're a member of which they do our customer resolution for us uh, and luckily we don't have to use it uh, but it, if you've got a slightly negative review then then it just shows you real you're human you're, yeah. a, you're a proper company i think it's good it's good to have really yeah exactly i think the thing with online review sites and this sort of new culture generally is it's very transparent now you can't hide so it's both good and bad because the good people will shine the bad people will hopefully get pushed out but unfortunately sometimes you may feel that you're unfairly kind of judged for what's usually a common mistake yeah. that would fly yeah. under the radar Definitely. if it wasn't I, the I internet really, around. really take it to heart when we yeah. had a, a bad review and now we sort of see it as a, a way of, um, it's almost a review of your company, it's a shake-up. You can see yeah. what, why have you gone wrong? Is it just that customer or is it something we have done wrong? If it's something we've done wrong, what can we do to stop that happening again? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's kind of good, you know, it gives you, it keeps you on your toes sort of thing, keeps you, if you sit, the moment you sit back and think you're perfect at it, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, yeah. it's all going to go wrong isn't it you know? yeah exactly i mean i did some sort of research into this um and it kind of has confirmed like people do read online reviews so you need to definitely be on it i mean it said 97 
percent of people read reviews for local businesses. But interestingly, on that kind of if you get negative reviews point, it said that 3.3 is the minimum star rating of a business that consumers would engage with. So you don't have to worry if you don't have those five stars. People will look at it kind of holistically. And as you said, James, if there's some negative comments on there, but you've dealt with it really, really well, I think that can actually work in your favour more than just having all the glowing reviews, as you say, because it looks more authentic. The thing with this industry is things are always going to go wrong from time to time. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's the nature of the beast. So I think if they can see that you've dealt with a customer's issue or problem very professionally and swiftly, they'll know that if then they have some work from you and the same thing sort of happens, then they'll be dealt with accordingly. Yeah. So you can definitely use it to it's your advantage, definitely how can't you, you? how you deal with it, yeah. How yeah. you deal with them, them problems. Yeah. So say you've, you've got a quote... Uh, with the customer, you've had a lead in through the website or some some social channel. Have you got any tips for any guys and girls about how to leave a lasting impression, maybe with the with the homeowner? I think people look for efficiency, um, and I think in this day and age, things are, are getting faster. People haven't got time. You know, people want things straight away. So I think make contacting the person instantly. We you know we have an hour's window. So if we get a contact form in off the website, yeah. we try and get back to anyone within an hour, even oh. in the busiest of days. So within an hour of the working day. But I'll answer contact forms in the evening, Sunday nights at nine o'clock. You know, pe- people like the fast response. We get a lot of uh, positive feedback from people who say, "Wow, you replied to me already. You know, yeah. that's impressive." Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you know, already you you've just replied and you've, you've impressed them already mm. and they've got your brand because you've replied with an email footer or your, your Facebook photo is is of the brand so I think uh, a fast response um, get out get an appointment to get out to and see them as quick as you can and I know this is difficult with you know if you're a one-man band and you're working all day uh, but get out to see them as quick as you can we also have a um, we also have little goals at JLN so we will try and get the quote back within 24 hours so if you phone up, we'll try and come and see you within 24 hours. We'll try and get the quote back within 24 hours, and then we'll chase it within 24 hours. So that mm-hmm. there's a, there's almost a standard that we work to there. Yeah, and the customer knows something's happening all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's so many customers we go to that someone hasn't got back to them, or or they didn't phone them back, or they didn't see them, or they didn't even send the quote on when they've took the time to go and see the customer. If it's a job you don't want, tell them. People are okay with that. You can turn a job down, but keep people informed. Don't just ignore it. It's not going to go away. Just don't bury your head in the sand. Phone them up. So it's not a job I can do or it's too big for me or it's too little for me just keep them in the loop they'll be happy with that you know it's it's, it's good to keep them informed and just just be straight and honest i think that's that's the best and thing. i think that you know that's an important thing isn't it is that yeah. just real people so getting that personality over to to the end customer is is really important it's just yeah just keep them informed and and do it as, as efficiently as you can that's all i say i mean if if you can't manage that 24-hour thing that we do, it's fine. Just just keep them informed. If you say to them, I'll come to you next week, it's going to take me a week to get the quote back to you. Yep. Manage their expectations already. Don't tell them that you're going to get the quote back tomorrow if it's not going to be tomorrow. Just keep, People will wait. They're happy with that. Just keep them informed and be honest and, and straight with them, really. That's, that's the best answer. Yeah, absolutely. I think clear communication is key, as you say. And I think throughout the process as well, there's obviously a, a, a gap in knowledge with a lot of consumers and a lot of heating engineers. Like, it's, it's very technical, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I think people often feel a bit bamboozled by it all. So I think just something as simple as, like, going through and explaining why you've specified every single thing, why you want to put a filter on the quote, for example, in a way that they understand. I mean, these are basics, but sometimes 
sometimes it's overlooked, isn't it, if you push for time? But I think it, it makes is, all yeah. the difference. And we'll try and explain it, but we'll then, then it sort of ties back into the website thing because we'll then we'll yeah. point them at the website and there's yeah. an explanation for every plumbing term on our website. There's a glossary. Yeah. So they can go and look and if it says supply and fit and magnetic system fill, they can go and see what it's for and why, why do they need it. Yeah. So, you know, that sort of backs it up and saves us time. So although the smaller companies, one-man bands, are going to find it difficult to have the time to build the website, when they do, it's going to save them time in the long run because they can yeah. point the customers back at it and they're going on your website again so they're getting the branding again and seeing everything it's just it's just it's almost snowballs isn't it you know we're branding definitely and it's interesting you said about that plumbing sort of glossary that you've got on your website because i think if you do have time to go a bit further with your content putting things on like that is going to be really useful because you're going to show up in google searches exactly so maybe it's not a crisis purchase but thinking about getting a heat control for example so if you did a small blog about the different heating controls available and why they're good and what it kind of means and what they could save they might land on your website and then go through and look at your contact details and think right okay i'm gonna phone this person for a quote so as you say it's it's a cycle really isn't it yeah definitely um i mean it almost we've had some work done recently with google adwords and pay-per-click Mm. And that almost goes back on everything we've just said with landing pages because yeah. you don't want too much content. You yeah. just want a basic form. So we'd have a form that they fill out from a landing page and then send them to the website once you've got the details yeah. because you can, you can have too much there as well. So sometimes sometimes less is more You know, with a simple page. Just make sure you've yeah. got um, like a call to action or a contact form on that first page of that website so people can get in touch with you. That's yeah. Sometimes all they want is a phone number and they won't scroll through pages of yeah. uh, plumbing glossary terms to find out your mobile number. Yeah, it's a fine balance, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. So, James, I mean, branding's really important, marketing's important. What do you think are the key components of a really good company website? Well, I think I've probably covered a bit of that already with having the, the most important thing for me is the call to action. So on every page of the website is our phone number or a click form to, to fill in a contact form. People are there for a reason. We, we're not e-commerce. You can't buy anything on our website. Yeah. It's just information. So on every page that you open, and we, we've got quite a few pages, there's a banner that pops up. Do you want to book a call? Do you want to book a quote? And I think it, it, from the most basic one-page website right up to some complicated um, e-commerce shops, you need that contact form. That's why they go in there. They, they, ultimately, you need their details to be able to arrange a quote or to arrange some work. We're not selling off the website. So having a call to action, uh, a pop-up, or some form of form that they can fill in with just basic details and that sends it to you is vital. That's the most important thing. Yeah, just making it simple for, for the people to contact yeah, you. Nothing too big, nothing too long. I mean, even if it was just phone number and name just people get bored of filling out forms um so just have phone number name maybe email address and just get that you can get all the details later you're not missing out on it you can call them back and get the details later and i I think that's really good advice because holly i think people can actually overspend on a website when it's not necessary if you don't really know what you're doing yeah exactly keep it simple is the mantra really and i think one thing that you do need to remember as well as having that clear contact form is make sure it's accessible on mobile yeah yeah we yeah 100 percent. there's so many websites that aren't it's surprising exactly. isn't it yeah we, yeah. we did some uh, research uh, well, they're doing for us for some google adwords mm. and they actually can they can tell how far down the form someone gets uh, oh, before yeah. they get bored yeah. before they leave that page yeah uh, which was why we had the landing pages mm. done. but also um, how many people um, access your site from 
iPads or, yep. or tablets or mobiles, and it was near 80% on mobile yep. devices for our region. I mean, that's 80% of customers that you'd lose if, exactly. your, if your site wasn't mobile. Yeah. That's a great point, yeah. That's it. I mean, laptops are almost obsolete now, aren't they, for anything other than kind of professional yeah. purposes. I mean, to your point, I, I did a bit of research myself, and it was more in relation to social media, but I think it was 91% of all people on social are on a mobile. So if you're not optimising to that, market you're just going to completely miss out but it doesn't have to be difficult i think a lot of the website um, creation software automatically will do it for you so you can just view it as it would be on a mobile and just double check that the forms look right the fonts Certainly are the right ones. size i, mean, it was, I think yeah. the problem was it was an older website the new wordpress yeah. and stuff is all is sort yeah. of adapted for mobile isn't it yeah exactly I think it's also important to note that if you're looking for content on there, I mean, a bit of a shameless plug, but Valent is a good place to go, or, you know, other manufacturers, because, you know, they'll have packs of... No, just Valent. Yeah, just Valent. Sorry, just (laughs) Valent. But they will have packs that will have all the stuff that you need to stick on your website and your social media, so you've got really professional-looking images and resources and things to use, so you look super slick because you're associated with such a, a big brand. Yeah, and I think people are more and more aware of that now. I think we yeah. get a lot of requests into Valent for the high-res images and things like that. You know, yeah. installers are using terms that they wouldn't have used ten years ago. Like, can I have, a, can I download a high-resolution image of this boiler, please, from my website? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at our Facebook page, that's the, the green IQ, um, yeah. the exploded mm. view of it, so you can see all the workings of it. Yeah. That, that's our Facebook page. It looks, it looks really neat. I think, yeah. I think Valent are good at that, giving you the materials to to market, and they're all on the advanced app anyway, aren't they? So. They are my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So I spent a bit of time on your website, just having a bit of a nosy around. Good. Tell me about the uh, how the installers take the tea, and where did that come from? <laughs> That's actually off the uh, one of the police programmes on the TV that we'd seen that. It, it pops up, their, their likes and dislikes. And we quite liked it, and I think you need to show that it's human you know we're not a robot mm. we, they, they, these are genuine lads they're family men and stuff that you know that they're, they're human beings and, and to put something on about how they like their tea um, and even the apprentices not yet qualified to drink tea yeah um, <laughs> standard plumber's recipe of, of white with two sugars um it's just a bit of fun and it's something that i think um just hits it home that you know we're a real company and these are you know they've got we've got feelings as well yeah, and, you absolutely, know, we're, yeah. we're human yeah, <laughs> yeah. lovely touch bit yeah. of fun <laughs> I think the thing to remember here is that, uh, James, you've got a successful website. Holly, you work in marketing. Yeah. Let's assume that some people actually don't have a website and they want to go about it. Where where do they go and how do they make it happen? Well, it depends on what your budget is. There's a lot of people now. What I would say to recommend if you want to keep budget low, there are some tools where you can do it yourself and go through almost like a template creator. Um, they're great to get you started. I think you need a presence. And if, if that's what you want to do at this time, that's better than nothing. Because ultimately, your competition have a website. Yeah. And if you don't, you're going to lose out. It's something you just have to embrace. I think then second to that, it is worth investing in a professional to build a website for you because they can ensure that... It's relatively inexpensive advertising, isn't it? Exactly. For a few hundred pounds, you can have a very basic website. Yeah, exactly. But then you get the benefit if you've got the professional. They'll you do the optimization yeah. for you. They, you can build on it. And also they can set you up with those analytics if you want to. So you can look at how many people are visiting your website, the amount of time they're spending on there, which pages they're going on, which pages might be clicking off and then you know you've got a problem, they're, they're not interested or it's not working. Um, so you've had you've got all that data really to kind of look back and say, well, well, how can I grow this website and what could I change or improve? Or what can I keep and what's working really well? There's, I think the, the Google side of things um, is massive, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. I've only learned in the last few years how huge it is with mm. the content that you put on and how it links to Google searches. So putting videos on, the gloss 
glossary of terms. Yeah. We have a, a Twitter feed. Just keeping that going, that it's uh, huge. The, the Google Analytics kind of thing. So I think that's definite professional help if you're looking at paying yeah. to get your name out there a bit. Yeah. One other thing to note on that though is um, also your domain name. Mm. Um, there, I think it's quite important um, the domain name because that's what people are, are going to search you for. Which brings me back to our, our company name being quite poor to try and advertise on things like radio because people get the letters yeah, wrong. Yeah, of course, and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. all the time it's JLS, JLM, J, <laughs> JLR. You know, it's, they, they, yeah. they, they don't know. Um, so you can get a domain name that's not particularly re related to your company name and have mm -hmm. the confidence to do that. Keepmewarm.com, heatmeup.com, you know, anything yeah. to yeah, you know, course, fixmyboiler.com. Yeah. It doesn't have to relate to your website. And you can buy a few domain names and point yeah. them all at your website exactly. so you can have your company name and another boiler. It's name. Inter mm -hmm. That's an interesting point because I think it's accepted that normally you would have your name plumbing and heating. So, yeah. like for my made up company, it would be Simon Weissall Plumbing and Heating yeah. Limited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's probably the right thing to be looking at. At, at different types of names, Holly. Absolutely, and I think it's almost you can carve out again. Going back to the brand, you can carve out a kind of brand for yourself and yeah. become almost synonymous with, you know, boiler installations or service and repair or whatever with your name. Like if you've got something like you know New Boiler Birmingham available or whatever, or you say Keep Me Warm or something like that, then that's really going to be part of your brand. You can kind of coin that term in association yeah, with your business, can't we're you? We're doing something at the minute with, with mm. some looking at some radio advertising with Valent and, yeah. and we're, we're using a different domain name mm. and pointing it at our website. So you yeah. put it in, but it just takes you to our website. So you yeah. can search JLN. You can put jlnplumbingandheating.co.uk, the yeah. full website that no one's going to put in. But if you put in plumbers in the Midlands or plumbers Coventry, mm. we're not necessarily going to be first. You're going to have some massive players like... you boxed and glow green and the big this yeah. huge national companies that spend millions on google adwords so don't rely on big popping up um no. on a search field if you're mm. just going to put local heating engineers and, mm. yeah it's an interesting point i think there's a you know that's the sort of thing to take advice on isn't it as well so yes. there will be certain search terms that homeowners use that you might not necessarily know yeah yeah i mean um we kind of looked at that um did a bit of research on seo which is search engine optimization um so that is when people are searching organically on google or another search engine for things like i need a new boiler in birmingham coventry whatever um, and we were interested to find that actually people because we commonly talk about installers people don't use the word installer they they search for engineer primarily so it's just worth yeah, bearing definitely. that in mind homeowner and, terms are different yeah. to trade terms aren't exactly. they yeah. it's yeah. gas fitter or gas plumber or ga exactly. you know, gas, gas engineer certainly not yeah. installer exactly so you just want to make sure that that's within the the text of your website so that's then flagging up when people are, are doing those search terms and there is a lot of competition out there i mean i did a bit of a, a search before this day um just for boiler fitter birmingham uh, and there was over a million results yeah but the thing is i mean studies show that you, people don't click on anything other than the, the top one or two really which will be one of the big players national players yeah. definitely yeah, the advertising no at the top as well yeah, yeah. Mm. definitely paid for adverts you're never going to get around them you're never going to compete with them you know they're, they're huge i think you raised a good point there about um seo and ppc and people might not necessarily realize the difference between the two but there is kind of a distinct difference in the sense of seo is very much organic so it's not really paid for and it's just like does the person searching for that term have a genuine interest in what is on your website so it's a huge topic and it's something that you need really expert advice on because there's so many different variables but it is primarily about keywords and things and links that are on your website that google looks at and then churns out and says this is the most relevant result for this person doing this search 
PPC is slightly different. PPC is pay-per-click. Um, and that is the one where you, you pay, you bid on keywords um, on Google. Um, so that comes up as kind of a, a, an advert almost um, at the top of the search result. Um, so just two slightly different things that kind of work together in sync, as you say. Yeah, and I think people don't always know that, do they? No. Because as soon as you're yeah. saying websites, the internet, people yeah. are just thinking it's going to cost an absolute fortune just to, exactly. just to appear. Yeah, exactly. I think... I think Getting there with that website for, for the one-man band starting. If that's you know if that's where we're looking at, I think getting the website a few hundred pounds, you should be able to get a website, a page website. Up. Don't worry about any of this yet. It can all come afterwards when you've got a bit yeah. more time and a bit more budget to, to put into it. Uh, but it is part of the growing process. You know, it is part of the the business business development uh, is developing your website mm-hmm. uh, much in the same way as if you had a small shop, you'd get a yeah. bigger shop, then yeah. a bigger shop, and a bigger shop. And, and your website's your shop, isn't it? It's your shop front, if mm-hmm. you like. Um, so yeah, but do do start small and, and you know. Yeah, and I think it's part of this. Worry. We'll try and find some links to some uh, website creators, maybe that people can go to just to get a bit of a flavour about how to set one up. Seems ironic, but I think I'd just Google it. Yeah, <laughs> <good> <laughs> <chat>. <laughs> and, and look at local people that you can go and speak to them and tell them what you want. That may even know your business already. Yeah, um, you know they know the area, they know the business, then they'll, they'll know they'll have a plumber themselves. They'll they'll know. Yeah, they'll great know advice. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know. Moving on to Facebook and social media, um, is there is the one channel that's that's better for you for business? Definitely, yeah, hands down. Um, we look at all the social media. Um, Facebook for us and the local groups is where it's at. Really, is it really is? It's a big, um, it's a big, it's a winner for us with with work. Um, I think things like Twitter seem to be more national. Uh, they seem to be more trade. Um, Facebook has the groups that you can join most of them are, are, are groups that you can join in your local areas so to find out them local groups and join them um, offer them you know a discount or yeah. something make make the incentive there but they're the places that you know we get 10 20 requests on them groups a day saying mm. my boiler's gone does anybody know this does anybody know that and we're having our own customers going on recommending us so yeah. there'll be 10 15 Lovely. posts going yes i've used jln they were great this that you know it's it's great but you've also got to watch any negative posts and yeah, deal, course, deal with yeah, them yeah, and respond you know professionally to them but yeah facebook definitely or next door um the other app uh, the local app uh, but certainly the local apps over way over twitter we, we don't do too much on twitter that's more uh, a bit of fun really between yeah. the trades but yeah facebook definitely do you have to have somebody um full-time now monitoring facebook for, for getting all these leads through we do um it's, it's my, I'm on it myself, yeah. uh, and then we have Faye, my office manager. She's great as well. She'll be on Facebook, and it just pings up all the time, um, and we're constantly on it. It doesn't matter what time of day or night, we'll respond to a comment. And again, you get that positive feedback that you've responded yeah. that, that fast to a comment. You know, at, at nine, ten o'clock on a Sunday night, you've replied. Mm. And I even have shortcuts in my phone on the keyboard, and it's the same one every time. You know, yeah. explaining a little bit about us, our contact details, what we can do for you. Bang, it's on there. You know, two, two or three letters on my keyboard, and it, it, the whole thing's typed in it's on this right yeah and i suppose you're in there first aren't you as well yeah. so somebody needs yeah. some assistance you've gone to them say look we've we've got you covered yeah that's it here's the details give us a call even if it's our office isn't open now give us a call in the morning you know it's, it, you're just on there and it's it's about keep putting it on there keep the content going on there and as many times as people can recommend you as possible yeah, yeah. and you can set it up automatically as well can't you yeah. so yeah. if you don't have the resource to have somebody there i mean obviously that's ideal because it's a real person but within facebook it's quite easy to set up some auto responses it is yeah, yeah. so i think it definitely be worth doing that because if people sort of contact you and they are just interested in a quote for example or want to know a bit more information about a certain thing you can have it so facebook automatically puts a link to your website or some previous work that they can check out or their your review page for example just so then you don't have to burden yourself with being always on if you, if you can't do that 
but people are getting that instant response and people expect it almost instantly as yeah, well and it kind of says on Facebook doesn't it like your response time and how well you do it does yeah, yeah and people will judge you know if they go on there and see that you've got a terrible response rate they might not even bother sending that message in the first place so it's important just to get get that on there so they make that initial contact yeah, and I think uh, the difficulty sometimes with social medias like Facebook, Instagram, is that you always need some content to post as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people will struggle to to keep putting relevant I think, content. I think that that kind of snowballs once you start doing it and realizing what you can post. Yeah. You know, I've posted twice already about coming here. I've checked in here. That's on our page now. Yeah. Look, look on it now. You know, it's, it's just keep posting. Keep keep drumming away. At it. it's, it's a machine, Facebook. You just need to keep doing it. When we're busy, uh, fail often just text the lads and say, send me a picture of what you're doing now. Mm. doesn't matter what it is, send me a picture of what you're doing now and we'll have that picture on. If it's snowing outside, let's have a picture of that saying that we can you know, make sure your boiler's working. Do you need a service? Yeah. We, we even had um, the little uh, Valen character, the, the Playmobil character. Yeah. Well, we named him Plum Bob and he's got a profile <laughs> yeah. on our website under Meet the Team. Um, and it, we'll just have pictures of him going about places with the lads on holiday, anything. Just, just content, just post it, keep it posted. Do you find that there's any particular content that works better for you, or...? Yeah, things not about plumbing and heating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, yeah. If you put Plum Bob on, or a bit of fun, or a charity event that we're sponsoring, or something we're doing, it, it goes mad. It gets shared and shared and shared. You put on about a boiler offer, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it, it gets a couple of likes and a few shares, so yeah. It's... That's your brand, though, isn't it? It's going back <laughs> yeah. to, like, your friendly local yeah, definitely, and heating company, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Sponsoring we're real local events and, exactly. and giving away raffle prizes for local yeah. things, things like that. It's just, it's another thing with your name on it. Exactly. You give away, yeah. we give away lots of raffle prizes, um, you know, a boiler service. Um, they raffle it off that you're raising money for charity. Yeah, lovely. But you've got in someone's house. You know, you've mm. gone in service their boiler. Send them a reminder next year. You know, you, you've just gained a customer. It's, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're helping. It's win-win for everyone. I think things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think a starting point for content. Obviously, all of that stuff works really well, but. Just the basics, like as you say, the work that you've done that you're really proud of. I think a lot of people do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. But just show that you're kind of getting jobs. And then if you can get a testimonial from the customer and just put that up as an image as well, that shows that people are happy with your work. Yeah. Um, another thing to do that is just provide sort of like useful and insightful content for people. So just a quick tip to help them save a few pennies on the gas bill just by turning the thermostat down. I mean, it's tried and tested, but just keep reinforcing that. Yeah, you know, just what keep you're it going. About. Just constant, keep it going. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the key. That's the key. Just post and post. Yeah. So I think you see a lot of uh, posts on social where you see promoted on the bottom. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's a necessary evil nowadays in the way that social media operates. Um, Facebook in particular are kind of making it now that it is quite hard to get your content seen unless you pay for it or you're out there in the groups as you do and sort of like proactively approaching people. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because Facebook's very sophisticated in the sense of there's millions of people on it and they store data about the people that use it, which regardless of your feelings that, about yeah. that, yeah, that's that's the way it operates. So it's useful if you're marketing your business because you can choose very specific targeting options. So you can even choose people who are homeowners, which is probably quite relevant, uh, their earnings, the obviously the area that they live in, and even their like likes and, and interests as well. Ages, everything, a full exactly. demographic. Yeah, yeah you, any kind of person that you've got in your mind you can target. So if you know your customer really well, which hopefully you do if you've got kind of your brand and your marketing right, then you target that and the money that you spend is going to go exactly to people that are likely to approach you for new business. And you don't have to spend a fortune on it either um, because the numbers that you're probably going to be expecting aren't going to be huge compared to the big brands. Yeah. 
even just sticking 20 quid on an advert can really help just kind of get it out there. Have you decided to uh, promote in the post before, James? Yeah, yeah, we, 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 some of the good posts that we're proud of, not just the sort of everyday stuff, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll boost, uh, sorry, we'll promote them posts. Yeah, got yeah. And certainly any offers we have on in the summer when we go quiet, things like that, boiler service offers, uh, yeah, we'll spend a bit on them. But like you say, it's, it's relatively cheap. Yeah. You know, you talk at 20, 30, 40 pounds for, yeah. you know, what would you get for that? Nothing. You wouldn't exactly. get many leaflets. So it's, it, it's worth doing. And if nothing else, it's, I keep saying that sub, sublim. I can't even say it. Subliminal message. <laughs> Looking at me, I don't. Know. <laughs> that you know that, that people might just scroll past that, but it's your brand again. That they've just scrolled past yeah. it, they've seen it, so it's mm. there again. It's just reinforcing it all the time. Even if they don't look at it, use it, click on it, it's just there. It's on their phone, and it's they saw the van down the road. It's on the phone. They heard about them the other day. You know, it's yeah. it's just there all the time. I think. And I would assume an important way to do uh, an important thing to do would be to monitor the spend against the leads you get through that, or is it that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the, it's going a little bit away from the smaller businesses going on towards um, as you, as you grow and you've got time to do this. You've got mm. someone in office, but we monitor where our work comes from. Yeah. So so seeing your advertising performance um, across the field is is vital because where do you spend the money? Where do you put your budget? Um, and we look at it. So every customer that phoned up is asked, "How did you hear about JLN?" And and we have a category to put them in. Whether it was Facebook, did they come from our website? Have they seen our vans around? Are we working next door? You know, we've literally got a, a title to put in to everybody. I was walking past your office. You know, the, the a title to put everyone into mm -hmm. a category to see where our, our advertising is working um, and yeah you need to monitor that there's no point in spending 500 pound on something and getting one job out of it you know you need, you need to make sure you get the return on that and then you can concentrate on that the ones that do work and ditch the ones that don't yeah, yeah definitely and in terms of like things that do work and don't work you can do a bit of split testing on facebook ads so it sounds strange but it's, it's actually really easy it's just having different versions of the same ad right. with slight tweaks so you've downloaded your asset pack from Valent for example and you use a few of the different images and then Facebook will tell you which one people like the most and then you decide right okay I'm going to put my budget on that version of the ad instead just do more of it and keep doing more of exactly, it exactly keep doing more of it there's lots of analytics within Facebook there's other tools that you can get as well and it's just checking those every so often and, and just tweaking what you're doing tweaking the audience maybe just to make sure you, you get in the return on your investment I think you could also um, get a bit smart with it as well so if you haven't got time to, to ask every customer where they heard of you you can put a code on an offer yep. so if you're knocking 10 pounds okay, off yeah. make them mention a code facebook 2 facebook 3 you know and, and, and you, can, data. you can see then where you know if it's working if that advert's working 100 percent, yeah uh, have different codes for different websites or different pictures like you say so you can see which one works best yeah absolutely and you can link to your google analytics on your website as well if you want to get really sophisticated yeah, yeah. see the traffic that's come in from facebook and then you can see the journey they went after that so okay people coming in from facebook and they're going right to the contact form that must be working or they go into a different page or whatever so you just know the kind of journey that people are taking and you can tweak your content accordingly so james with your life getting so busy do you use any tools or anything to, to manage your social media or your marketing because i think we our, our main areas are facebook or Nextdoor app so everything's on facebook i'm just i'm glued to the phone really it does take a lot of time uh, i don't use a lot of the marketing suite software like hootsuite and things like that that link all the things together uh, because most of ours is off facebook but it, yeah it does take a lot of time and i could understand that that would be difficult for for someone starting off or a one-man band who's, who's doing the job um, but it's not a difficult job to do it can be done by a wife partner someone at home yeah. uh, even your kids they know more about yeah, facebook than yeah. we do don't they yeah. so but it's not a difficult thing to respond or reply and that's all that it, that's all that it needs uh, but as far as software for us no it's just it's just us being there ready on the end of the phone okay holly um i mean if you wanted software what's available 
I mean, there's so much software available. It really comes down to personal choice and what you think would be useful for you. I think one of the things people might struggle with is having multiple social media profiles and kind of managing those. You have to log from one website to another and there's all different things like direct messages and, you know, posts on your page. A really great way of kind of managing that is getting an app that kind of puts it all into one dashboard for you. So there's dozens of these around and various kind of price points and different things that you can do it means Hootsuite, Sprout Social, there's loads of different ones but just do a bit of a Google search for them and have a look and evaluate what works for you um, but it's really useful then because you can have a dashboard of all the things that are going on so you don't miss everything you get more analytics as well so you see more detail about kind of what posts work, what posts haven't and also some of them have like bonus features again like going back to the chatbots that we spoke about, you can build some fairly sophisticated sophisticated chatbots if you've got the time and resource so people can almost have a direct conversation with you it's not actually you it's a bot but they could go through yeah. almost like that initial like prospecting quote process with your chatbot while you're do- busy doing other work and then you just follow up with the human touch at the end of it but there's loads available there to help you out and i suppose you know when all that's gone successful and you've built a, a great business like james has you get into the realms of things like pr now, to me, PR, I'd, I'd be looking at that thinking that's sort of like politicians and really big business and things like that. Um, I suppose it's a bit of a dark art, really. Um, not one that I fully understand, but, you know, is it relevant for a company like James? I would say so, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I think there is a general perception it's a bit of like Alistair Campbell kind of spin doctor, yeah, yeah, like thinking, yeah. tricking everybody, <laughs> yeah. But again, that's a misconception, like what, what marketing is in general. I mean, in essence... PR is public relations, so it's the relationship that you have with your publics. So that's your customers. It might also be other installers that you kind of like work with, other tradespeople, you know, even the local council, for example. So it's just ensuring, again, going back to the brand, that you've got positive relationships and positive interactions with the people that you exist with, essentially. So, you know, it is sort of very basic, going back to the charity stuff that you do. People like to see businesses giving back to the community if they're a local business. So Yeah, definitely. If you've done something nice for charity, you've got a few pictures, just give the local paper a call and just say, look, we've done this, we've got this story, we've got some pictures, I'll give you a few lines about it, and then they'll print that in the paper. And then, you know, if someone's considering a purchase and they see that, they might think, well, that's nice, let me think a bit more about that company. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's great, because I, I think probably nine... Nine people out of ten would think, you know, I'm not just going to ring my local paper up and tell them about a little bit of charity work I've done. But will they will they normally take this sort of thing on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the key with kind of local papers is that it's local news, so it's interesting to local people. So if you've helped out a cause within that community, then obviously that's that's really interesting to them. Um, if you're worried about, you know, writing press releases and stuff. I'd say you can obviously go to people like Valent for advice, but generally, if you've got an event going on, for example, maybe you're presenting a cheque to someone that you've raised money for, if you give the local paper a call, quite often they have a photo desk and they'll send a photographer down and then they'll kind of do all the work for you. I mean, it's going to be a small piece in the paper. It's not going to be very wordy, so you don't have to worry about it being a complete wordsmith. They will kind of take that on for you if it, if it's interesting. No, to that's, them. Good, that's great. Just about it, more yeah. reinforcement, isn't it, for brand? Exactly. I think yeah. On the PR side of things as well, you need to be really careful about your Facebook profile. Yeah. Mm. You can't on a lot of Facebook um, sites. You can't post as a page, so you're posting as yourself, promoting the page. Now I know that people will then look at you because you're you are that company. So you mm. do have to be careful of you know my Facebook yeah. now is not is, is not my own anymore. You know mm. it's almost the company's. Of course, yeah. Um, and you do have to be careful. You know it's all right to I have pictures. You know the kids on holiday and things, mm. but you you know you've got to be a little bit reserved uh, about 
you know, any other activities or anything that you're doing, just be aware that potential customers are going to be seeing that all the time. Yeah, if it's a bad activity, because like you and I could be talking about bikes all afternoon today. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that you've um, you've qualified for the GB uh, Ironman team, haven't you? I did. Yeah, this year I. Um, I competed at uh, age group level for Team GB in uh, Almere at long distance triathlon. So, yeah, really good, really good experience, and that's all over my Facebook. You won't get away from yeah, that. Yeah, you don't. You don't. everybody that, today. Yeah, you don't be that for PR. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it seems a shame, but is the good old fashioned leaflet drop dead then? I actually would say no. Um, few reasons, I think. There's almost a bit of a backlash now about people being bombarded with a lot of digital communication. And actually, you can get a bit of cut through by going back to the old fashioned yeah. methods. There's been a few sort of larger companies doing this as well. Um, it, it almost surprises people now to receive a leaflet. I think as long as it's well designed and slick, it can be very effective. And I think obviously, because you're a small local business as well, um, it's more relevant. You've got a smaller kind of like network to get it out to. So hopefully you don't have to spend a fortune kind of going around distributing it to everybody. So it's definitely worth considering. Yeah, it's, it's another it's another chip away at it, isn't it? It's this, yeah. the, the, you know, you're building this brand. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really important so mm. as part of a, an overall campaign, a leaflet drop of something physical. If nothing else, for three seconds while they pick it up and walk to the bin with it, they're looking at your brand. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's all it needs, isn't it? And what do you need? Return off that's minimal. You know, this is yeah. really, you, it's a minimal cost to get leaflets printed and distributed. Uh, and again, someone that you trust, something that you can test. Local magazines, the little local magazines and leaflets, I think they definitely always have their place. Mm. Um, especially if they've got an offer on. People love an offer. Yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. I think also, like, you've got to consider your customers. Um, if you live in an area maybe there might be a lot of affluent older people for example and that's who you're targeting with your products then leaflet's going to resonate with them more because they might not be on social media so you need to cover all those bases as you said james to make sure you're actually covering all those different customer types obviously younger people will generally look online on social media but the older people might not so that covers those off as well yeah i think it's definitely good and also remember the code thing put an offer on a yeah. code on there on the offer course, you can yeah. see where it's working it's measurable you need to know where it's working definitely i think the thing for me with marketing as well is it is like a combination of everything isn't it oh so yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's a recipe yourself, isn't it yeah. and you've got to get every bit right i think as it just doesn't it doesn't come out you know? yeah from you know your review sites maybe that you choose to your website to the branding that you leave on on site with a quotation and, and all that sort of stuff has to kind of kind of all fit yeah, yeah. i think it all needs to work together but I'd, i don't think people should worry about doing everything as such I think maybe get the basics right, your kind of basic touch points. So getting a, a really strong brand and having some nice leave behinds and leaflets and things like that is really useful. Social media, I think, is non-negotiable nowadays. 100%, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um And also a website as well. And yeah. then, as you say, if you can be on maybe one review site, you've got good base then. If you're kind of just getting started off in the industry... Other things will probably come with time as you grow, I Yeah, would say. I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and sometimes I forget you know if there's people just one man bands doing yeah. this they're not going to have time to do all this I, I yeah. totally agree mm. just get your job right first do your yeah. job right get the social media going with something like Facebook um, website like you say is essential that's your shop front but don't worry too much about everything else because 
even on Facebook, there's a review site. So mm. that's going to do your reviews for. If you haven't got time to get onto Trusted Traders or Witch or any of the other the other review sites, just use the Facebook one. Yeah, start slowly. This it took us ten years to get yeah, where yeah, we course. are. You know, we've, you know, we're doing this for mm. thirteen, fourteen years, and it's only probably three, four years ago we got Witch accredited because we felt we needed to do another step. So yeah, slow steps. You know, just a little bit at a time. But certainly, social media and website are the day you pick up your toolbox and start mm. working. That you need that definitely. But it's simple. It's quick and it, it's relatively cheap as well isn't it for, yeah. for marketing yeah no absolutely and i think d- also don't worry too much about um having everything super super slick like just get the basics right like your online review profile for example i think the key things to get in there is obviously your experience and your qualifications and any kind of attributes that you've got any any awards or anything that you've won the people to reinforce their decision um and obviously pictures of your work as well and i think then the rest of it kind of does the talking for you, essentially. Yeah, you, your website can really grow with your business. Yeah. Um, you know, one page on a website mm. with a contact form is yes. essentially all you yeah. need. Um, you know, you start growing the business, you get more time, you've got more funding to put into the website. You can mm. then add more and more onto the website and content to it, and quote pages and different contact forms and everything else. But, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly a single-page website is as good as any. It's got the information you need, how to get yeah. in touch, maybe a basic review, a little bit of information about yourself and any qualifications or awards. That's it, one page. You know, you can get that free with most um, sort of email addresses and stuff now. So. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. So, James, I, I suppose, you know, great great chat about marketing and all, all the things that we've gone through. I mean, be, before you go, what's the one piece of marketing advice you'd give to an installer that's literally just starting out? I think... I think step back and have a look at your business because that's what people are looking at. Sometimes it's easy to get to get blinkered and carried away and, and miss how your business looks. Just take a step back and have a look at it from someone else's sort of point of view. Um, what your brand looks like, what your business looks like, uh, what you're doing, how you portray that business because it. it there's a lot of personality in the business, especially as a one-man band. You know, it's your personality that's in the business. So just just stop and have a look, uh, see what's working, see what isn't, and just take it steady, go slowly. Don't rush in there with, with Google AdWords and everything else. A bit like everything we've said, just nice and slowly build it. Build yeah. it slowly. Facebook page first, website, and just take it from there. And, and as the budget extends, then you can put more money into it and see what works. But, but take it slowly, step back, and, and just small steps uh, and look and see see how it looks from, a, from an outside point of view. Get people to tell you how it looks. Yeah, you know, of course, yeah, because ask, you might think it's brilliant. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And look what others are doing. There's no harm in looking at every other website. You mm. know, go on all the other websites, see what they've got on, and you know. Yeah, you I know that there's going to be at least ten copies of your website now. From people <laughs> going on there. Yeah. But there's quite a few that have started to look like it already. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> and Holly, final word from you. Yeah, I think I would agree with kind of everything James said, really. But also write it down. So kind of take a step back from your business and kind of go back to that evaluating what you want your brand to be about, and then just maybe write down a few statements of what you want to portray to customers and then whenever you're thinking about marketing you're setting up a new social profile you're adding some content to your website just think does it fit with those kind of brand values really and just make sure everything's funneled through that and then it'll be really cohesive Um, and also make sure your website is optimised for mobile as well also obviously again shameless plug the Valent Advance app has you know quite a lot of useful sort of things just to speed up your time so you can maybe make more time to to do the marketing stuff and you know sending out service reminders so remind you that you fitted a boiler almost a year ago and then prompt you to, to send that customer a yeah, nice email. It's all marketed, isn't it? Anything 
that goes to a customer is marketing. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Even and even our letters that go out, we have a franking machine with a logo on the front. Not yeah. the envelopes. <laughs> the envelopes got the logo on it, you know, as yeah. well as the letter inside. Exactly, and even a text message, something as simple as yeah. that. You know, it's pretty obvious, but don't swear and things like that, and try and use quite professional language because all these touch points really matter. It all makes a difference in them thinking like this person's got a really strong professional brand. Well, James, just before we go, I mean, it wouldn't be a marketing chat without giving you the opportunity to market your own business. So away you go, mate. Go for it. <laughs> well, you can see everything on our website. It's quite a fun website, as you've noticed. So www.jlnplumbing.co.uk. Right, some great advice there, guys, about marketing. And it's such a huge topic that I think we've only just scratched the surface. But I'd like to say thanks ever so much to James. Thank you very much. And Holly. Thanks for having me. And join us next time. Cheers, Simon. Bye-bye. For more information and resources on subjects like this, please visit the Valent Advance website, the link's below.